San Antonio district judge resigns after a federal corruption probe. A former San Antonio, Texas judge goes to federal prison after pleading guilty to accepting bribes in exchange for rigging cases in his court. Angus McGinty committed the ultimate judicial sin. Why did you do it? I did it because I was foolish. Listen to How to Bribe a Judge on RevolverPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Anik and Florian podcast. I am not John Anik. You can probably tell my voice is not nearly as good as that silky smooth guy, but I'm here with two of the legends and we had to hop on without Anik. We're going to have a full show on Tuesday, but we had to hop on because UFC 281 is absolutely insane. So much to talk about. I can't believe I'm sitting here with these two guys talking about it. Ray Longo, Kenny Floyd, Ray Longo, eight hours away. Your guy did some damage. Your guy won. How you feeling? Yeah, man, I could listen. I'm so happy for this kid because uh, we have a funny relationship. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he is listening, and I, I, I really think he's a well-rounded guy that, uh, you know, if he just stays patient, gets his awareness up, he doesn't charge in there blindly, it's going to be a problem for a lot of people because he could wrestle. His jiu-jitsu is good. He could definitely strike could kick you know so uh the adrenaline is keeping me going but man it was a it was rough it's a it's yeah. a rough go man i'll be honest with you i'm not i'm not lying i friday morning i woke up i didn't think i was making the fight i mean there's, oh, something, wow. go, there's something going around out here i think yeah, that even right. anik told me this morning he's got it so oh, no. uh but i bounced back i don't know it's like uh no, yeah, you're right, Longa. They, they, you're about, they can't I, kill them on the tail end of that thing. They can't kill me. They can't kill me at this. They can't do it. Gosh, my girls are sick. I haven't got it, and I'm lucky. Ken Flo, oh, yeah. you doing all right? UFC 281 was absolutely nuts, my man. It was nuts. I'm probably at the tail end of whatever's oh, okay. going around. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've been congested for a, like a week straight. That's it. Anyways, um, but uh, yeah, no, it was. It was a fantastic uh, card uh, from an excitement perspective. Uh, and in the main event, uh, and I'm sure Ray would agree, that's real martial arts right there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, the, the ground stuff wasn't perfect, of course. But as far as the stand up on the feet, it was technical. There was Ooh. strategy. There was momentum shifts. These are two guys in their primes going at it. We had an opportunity to see two elite strikers, two elite martial artists duke it out. Um, and, and how they were able to move the pieces on the chessboard was really, really fun to watch. It was a thing of beauty. Yeah, uh, you said it, you said it, Kenny. Chess match to the highest level. Yeah. I mean, that was that was a treat. If you're a if you're a stand up guy, for sure, like you know, that's your thing. That was a treat. That guy's pressure was crazy. Mm-hmm. He stayed calm and relaxed in the pocket. You know, Izzy had to change up his game a little bit. You know, when he was moving, you know, he couldn't stay in front of the guy. But what a chess game that was! And to come down to the way it finished, the way it did, I think uh, was just phenomenal, man. It really was. And what I love is, is Pereira. I'm going to, I'm an Izzy guy. Kenny and I both took Izzy, but Pereira after that first round where he got buzzed and got rocked bad, he made adjustments. He was still getting caught by that right hand, but he made just enough adjustments not to, to either roll with the shot or march forward and say, this is my kind of fight. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to head him off. I'm going to put him on the cage. And that was the thing I got. I got a lot of, uh, a lot of people ask me, why is Izzy's back on the cage? And that's when I asked you guys, did you guys notice that he, put himself in the cage and instead of lateral movement, he was kind of there and then doing a lot of this and then maybe in, in, uh, engaging in the clinch. 
I thought maybe he thought he had a grappling advantage and it was a little harder for him to take a prayer down than, than uh, he thought. I don't know. I'm going to get Kenny's point of view on that. Kenny, what do you think about that? Yeah. So listen, if I am in the center of the octagon and I don't have anyone in front of me, I have eight directional points where I can go. I can go left, right, up, down, and I got that diagonals forward and back, right? So I have eight different directions I can mm-hmm. go. If my back is up against the cage, right? Um, and I have someone in front of me, I've now limited myself to two routes. I can go left and I can go right, mm-hmm. right? Pretty much. Um, that right there is what you do against someone who is so good with their footwork. You take away their options. What makes this country great is that we have freedoms that other countries just don't have, right? We can go to other places. I love what it, I want to do, if I'm in an oppressor and I want to oppress my opponent, I want to oppress my people, I want to take freedoms away from them. I want to take away their ability to go where they want. And that's what Pereira started to do. Um, why did he have his back up against the cage? I think those lead left kicks really did a yeah. lot of damage. Now, that was, that's what was so fascinating here, guys, is that both guys were trying to take away a wheel. Both mm-hmm, were yeah. trying to take away, away that lead leg. They were kicking the hell out of it. Calf kicks, calf kicks, calf kicks. Pereira, being the bigger, larger man, that's where I think the difference was. His kicks took greater effect on greater effect on Izzy's, and I don't think Izzy was able to move the way uh, he wanted to. So he backed up against the cage because he said, shit, I can't move anymore. Right. Um, if you remember, one of those kicks that he landed, Izzy kind of funk rolled out of it. He kind of took fifth like a round, forward yeah. roll. Yeah, mm-hmm. his, his leg was really messed up, and I think every time he moved onto it, it was really bothering him, and he tried to survive up against the cage. If you're going to try to survive up against the cage, what I would have liked to see as I was watching very comfortably and safely from my couch um, is uh, is to take away that lead hand. Right. I would have liked to see maybe like a tentacle. That lead hand is trying to slap away that lead hand of Pereira. Why? That's his most dangerous weapon. That left hook was cultivated and created by Satan himself. Okay, that is it's that is crazy. a brutal left hook, it's and nuts. that's what should have been taken away. Um, and, of course, that's easy for me to say from the outside looking in. But if you're in a square stance with your back up against the cage, that's very different than if you're in a fighting staggered stance. I think that would right. have given him a little bit more reach and a little bit more ability to take away that lead hand. But um, it, was, it was almost perfect until then. Izzy had a beautiful performance mm-hmm. up until then Pereira believed he kept pressuring and man that left hook is something else first off yeah. first Kenny's on fire that's on fire oppressed people this is look at this story I love it but uh listen the first thing I teach people like when you, you you go against that cage your back foot hits you get in your stance you never square up against the cage yeah. uh, and I, and again Kenny against a guy like that like you say, yeah. he has a left hook created by Satan and a, and a jab <laughs> that could match. Yeah, I know. Zone. Let's not forget that jab. He was jabbing him to the body. I think I think I heard his ribs cracking. So anytime you go up against the cage, that back foot goes. It's like you're in the center. You cannot square up against the cage for a variety of reasons. But like you, you were kind of saying, look, first thing I think is he made a very tactical error for the next fight. He's already come out and said the calf kicks killed him. Yeah. Why would you do that? I know. That was one thing I I thought of, Ray. I go, don't give it up. That didn't bother me at all. I was fine. I thought I had him up against the cage. Without a doubt. But he gave that up. And what's going to be, I really believe the next fight's going to be worse because I think, I think this guy came out first off, 
why was his back against the cage? I, I do agree with the calf kicks, but his pressure is yeah, suffocating. Yeah. He's you walking watch, forward. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's coming forward. He's coming forward calm and calculated. And I don't think – I think he – it might have been to the calf kicks, but I think we got to give credit to him cutting off that octagon, sliding yep. over. He wasn't following him. He did the right things. This guy 100% understands striking to another level. And, uh, man, just – was I? It was just beautiful to watch him work, even with all the rounds. I mean, I just yeah. you could see him always trying to set him up, and uh, Izzy looked like he was frantic to me half the times. You know, he he, and I I just think it will be worse the next time because I do think this guy was trying to pace himself. He was never in a five round fight before because it was almost like in the fifth round. You have no other choice. There's no other round. He's mm -hmm. going, mm -hmm. and when he yeah. went for it, I I'm going to say we're going to see this earlier the next time i think he, wow. he he'll believe in his cardio he probably had a rough weight cut i think there was some reasons why you know even though that's the way he fights he's calm and calculates walking forward but i don't you know either guy could hurt anybody but i think um Pereira definitely takes izzy's punches better than izzy could take his punches and that's going to uh, be a big factor I, and I, I think certain guys are just made to fight other guys. They just match yeah. up so well. And Pereira matches up yeah. so well against Izzy just based on the fact that he's got that striking. But I, imagine Pereira if he was five foot 11 or six foot. Not happy. Not have Six not foot happen. four. He's, he's just as tall, except even bigger and more powerful than Izzy. It's like. Man, that that's a that's a lot of problem right there. Yeah, look, yeah. there's things that Izzy gets away with with other people because of the advantage. You can see he just slides his head back an eighth of an inch. He can't do it with this guy. You know yeah. what I mean? He can't do it, and yeah. it showed. I yeah. mean, now it was. Uh, I don't know how he beats him. I mean, he no. he should he should wrestle him for sure because that's a clear path to victory. But you know, he's that's not his game either, and then it becomes. You know, there's got to be some sort of ego involved. You know, I did a, an interview. I said, you know, like they said, what would you tell each guy in the corner or before the fight? But my thing was, it's very simple. The past does not equal the future. Fight an MMA fight. Do not fight a kickboxing fight. Yes. And mm -hmm. if Pereira, because he beat him already, gets too confident, he's going to get hurt. And the other guy, if he tries too hard to make up and avenge that loss and make up, try to make a statement, he's going to be in trouble. And I think right. that's really what we saw, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to talk too much about the ground game. I'll save that for John's. I know Kenny yeah. and Ray have a lot of thoughts on the ground game. We kind of touched <laughs> on that for But what I love about it was three, one Izzy, all judges scorecards, very close fight. I mean, three, one, but it was very competitive rounds. And I need to touch on base on Ray with this one. How about that corner work lighting a fire under Pereira and going, you got one round left, give it all. And he came out a new guy in that fifth round. And what, and to me was not going to be stopped. And it was incredible. I love good corner work. I mean, that's what coach is there for. It's unbelievable. I mean, one guy's fighting, but it's a team that does it in right. uh, unbelievable stuff. And we've seen a lot of good corner work over the years. I need to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, listen, unbelievable. But a corner, that's what a corner is there to motivate. Yeah. And me and Aljo have a we we go through a routine. It's funny because a lot of times during the fights, right? A guy says, just get up. And mm. they don't tell you how to get up. And my point is, if you don't know how to fucking get up at that point, you don't fucking belong in there. You don't have yeah. time to start You're, you're not going to coach him through yeah, in right. a championship yeah. fight in the fifth round. Yeah, I'm there, I'm yeah. there as a cheerleader to, to make you believe in yourself. Sure. You've got to be squared away before you go in there. So right. we, we have a lot of laughs about that. You know, and I'll go, just get the fuck up. You know, but <laughs> that's it. I mean, well, you want me to tell you to get up now? Really? Yeah. 
Yeah. You don't know how to get up. You don't know how to. You don't know how to do that arm bar, right? Yeah. You don't know how to go for the Kimura. You know, it, it, it's it's crazy. You there for the basic, simple stuff, and that corner work, you could say won that guy that fight because I'm not mm-hmm. sure he it registered with him because the way he spoke that he knew he had to knock the guy out. Yeah, so, absolutely, work. Ray. I think that's great, and I would say that. It was, I, I thought it was pretty clear that it was Izzy three rounds to one heading into round five, but yeah. some other corners that may be trying to make their fighter feel good oh, might yeah. be saying, right. Hey, it's tied up, man. Yeah. And yeah. Da, da, no, yada, yada. Instead, point. they said, Go for it. You need a finish, not maybe you need a finish mm-hmm. or maybe it's tied up. They're like, No, you're down. You, if you want to win this fight, you got to go out there and finish this fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, and you could see that they're they're that small school in Connecticut. The, I, I'm all about that, man. The camaraderie, because you got to be. Everybody's got to be synergistically involved in that. You mm-hmm. got to win for you. Want to want to win for yourself, for the people around you that put the time in, and everything comes together. And they have it because Glove is that guy. Glove yeah. is the, was the heavyweight champ of the world. He walk into the dressing room, you don't even notice he's there. He's not. A, he's just a very down to earth, humble, good dude. And I think that's what you saw. These guys are all together. That's going to be hard to beat. It really is because they have a they have a, a you know a good connection with each other and they're passionate about what they do. And I got to tell you, I think Glove is going to win that next fight with with uh, Yuri, and they're going to have two two belts in Connecticut. Hot prediction, Ray Longo. Yeah, I love it. I'm going to save some of the meat on the bone for John when John comes back on Tuesday. The last question I have for the main event, this is something that we talked about before the show started. Chimaev called for a shot against Pereira. What would you guys do? I'm going to ask your opinion. Would you rather, Would does Izzy deserve an immediate rematch? We got Chimaev who wants to step up or the guy that's no one really talking about who, who I think maybe has earned it because no one else can beat him at 85 besides Izzy is Robert Whitaker. So what would your guys' opinion? I'll go with Kenny first. What do you what would you like to see, Ken Flo? Super simple. Adesanya rematch. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Ray? Uh, I'm gonna say uh, I agree with Kenny hundred percent. Izzy deserves the rematch. I wouldn't make that rematch too soon, though. I mean, if I'm yeah, Izzy right. from a tactical standpoint, I sent Shamayev in there to beat him up a little bit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. to get some get some wear and yeah, tear some on him him. before yeah. I fight him again. I don't think if that fight happens four months from now, I believe the outcome will be worse. Yeah. To, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think Izzy needs to take some time. Let's talk about the co-main event. Two high-level 115-pound females going at it. I, uh, Our producer of the stars, Cody Merrill, was all over this, Zhang Wali, months ago. Incredible scrambles, high-level grappling. What I noticed in this fight was Esparza might have the wrestling pedigree background, but Zhang Wali was so explosive and fast and athletic in there that even when it hit the ground, she was making all the right decisions. And uh, I, I'm so happy for Zhang Wali. She's a high, high-level female uh, MMA fighter. I just want to get your guys' uh, thoughts on the fight. We'll go Ken Flo. What do you think about the co-main event here? We both were on Zhang Wali, if I remember correctly. Yes, exactly. No, Zhang yeah. Zhang Wei Li is uh, she's first of all just a tremendous athlete. Yeah. You know, I know that world word is thrown around a lot, but you look at her and what she's capable of doing and how quickly she learns. Um, it's in, it's an indicative of how good of an athlete she is, but also the work that she's putting in. Every time we see her win or lose, I see something in her game. Maybe one, two, three, four things that look better than before. 
Um, and this was another example of that. Her grappling looks much, much improved. Um, yeah. Carla Esparza was so close to keeping some of those positions, but wasn't able to follow up. She didn't have that second, third, and maybe fourth move to keep uh, Zhang Wei Li exactly where she wanted. Um, and uh, again, it's a testament to Wei Li putting in that work. She looked great. Uh, in the end, she was a little bit too much. Uh, she mm -hmm. learned how to adapt. She kept her composure. And in the end, won that scramble, got that crucifix rear naked choke. And uh, that was beautiful. Uh, oh, I think Zhang nice. Wei Li is going to continue to get better. And she's going to be really tough to beat in the future. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So when you are at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel a touch overwhelmed. Perhaps you're not showing up the way that you would like to. I can certainly relate. You know, there's a phrase in the song, there's no business like show business, and it says there's no people like show people. They smile when they are low. And for me, being in the public eye has been challenging, at least in terms of always projecting happiness when perhaps that's not how I'm feeling. Well, whatever your situation, working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. And when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws your way. For me, it's imperative that I'm my best self in order to just perform at a high level. And when I don't feel that way, BetterHelp is a great option and a great resource for therapy. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. That gets you matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch out anytime for no additional charge if you're not happy. For me, I'm on the road about 100 nights a year, so being able to connect with someone remotely was absolutely huge for me. And my mindset really candidly has changed for the better. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Florian today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Florian. Yeah, I think I, look, I'm, I'll piggyback on that, but Kenny, I think you hit the nail right on the head, but the scrambles that look like, you know, like... I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, we take on a couple of villains to sort out whether bad stuff is also illegal stuff. George Santos won a seat in Congress by lying to voters, but is that a crime? And Kanye West made it clear he hates Jews. In England, he'd go to jail for that. Here in America, did he commit a hate crime? Listen to Too Many Lawyers on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like for for Waylee, you got to get frantic, right? You got to get, you got to address. You can't just go to your back and accept it. And mm -hmm. I think that's what we saw. She got on. She did great in those scrambles, and she wasn't going to, you know, get flattened out easily. And I think Kenny touched on that. And I think that's the difference in the fight. And then stand up wise, you know, she's just a monster. You know, she's not going to play it safe. She's going to mm -hmm. go forward. She's going to take risks. She believes in herself. Super strong for a one fifteen pounder. You know, can do it all. And like Kenny said, she's getting better and better. And I expect her, you know, to, to, to remain like that. Yeah. I mean, the MMA is it, you learn a lot about your losses. And we saw Zhang Wali lost the second fight to Rose. I mean, he was by keeping on her back and accepting the position while Rose was working on the top. And she learned a lot. Now she's out in Arizona with Henry Studio on Fight Ready Camp. Unbelievable. And I think the next fight, and I'm going to get your opinion on this for Zhang Wali. I mean, you could throw Rose in there. You could do. I think Amanda Lemos in China makes the most sense. You got to get back to China. Amanda Ooh, Lemos is a banger. She throws. And Zhang Wali is not a stranger to throwing down. Do you boys like that fight in China, 2023? Wait, let, let me, I let would me, love that fight. Yeah, let, me go, yeah. let, me, let me go first. First off, let me tell you something. Yeah. Amanda Lemos, by far, is the hardest fucking puncher in that division. Oh, that yeah. is a right hand yeah. from hell. And I'm saying if Wiley doesn't, Take that fight to the floor. She gets knocked out. She she's not going to be able to take that. 
that's a huge that's a, that's got pop on it like I've never seen from a girl. And I had Mizuki fought her. Yeah. And Mizuki can box, man, and she did get dropped. She did last the three rounds, which hats off to Mizuki because a lot of people couldn't do that. But there's only one way to beat Amanda Lamb. I think it's on the floor. I'm telling you, stand yeah. up unless you could drag it deep and she loses some of that pop. That right hand, Kenny, that's, that's the equivalent yeah. of the other guy's left hook to me. They got I some agree. extra shit on. They got some extra steam on that, man. <laughs> you know? 100%. Yeah, she froze me and I guess. All right, let's move along here. I want to get to Favola before Favola, the steamroller Favola, Michael Chandler versus Dustin Poirier brought the fucking house down at MSG. Unbelievable. I'm going to let you guys describe what you, uh, how you saw this fight and what you liked about it. My big thing is I am so impressed with Dustin Poirier's durability and resolve. He got hit with some big shots, and that's a veteran who, instead of getting scared and frantic, he turtled up and said, We're, we've been here before. We're going to be okay. And, 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 and it's a goddamn warrior. Unbelievable performance. I love it. There are some fish hook allegations, which I'll let you guys talk about with Michael Chandler. <laughs> so maybe he blew his bloody nose on uh, Poirier when Poirier was on the bottom. We'll go Ray here. Ray, how'd you, I mean, you, I mean, you probably love this fight. I mean, this is unbelievable. Yeah. You did it. Yeah, listen, the, these guys both, uh, it, none of the, either of these guys has never been in a boring fight. Right. But you, you said a couple of great things, uh, Brian. And first, resiliency. Yeah. He's, and the other thing is, I've been here before. That's the difference in the fight. Yeah. He's been there before, not one time, probably mm -hmm. 20 times. Right. So he's no stranger to that. And, uh, man, Chandler, I mean, <laughs> they're never going to be in a dull fight. I mean, no. the guy, they, and, and look, when he used his wrestling, Look, I, I did, unfortunately, because I love Michael Chandler. He's been at the mm -hmm. gym, but I did pick Poirier because I, I think Chandler's just too bent on entertaining people. Right. And when I spoke to him at the gym years ago, I said, dude, you got to put your wrestling in. That's the biggest thing. And when he did use his wrestling in the second round, you saw what happened. But then he, it, you need the, you need the uh, cardio for that. And I think he couldn't do it in the third round. And that's what led to his demise. But what a fight while it lasted. I mean, crazy. Crazy. Ray, I think you confused him. He thought he, he, when you were saying wrestling, he thought pro wrestling was what happened. <laughs> right, it's like, yeah, dude, right. you got him in a double. Like, why do you have to lift him all the way up in the air? And, the same thing. Him up? Just put him on his ass. Why are you trying to get yeah. fancy? You know, like some of the things that you, and, and again, it's Chandler trying to entertain. Yeah, it's him it. trying to entertain. But man, I, I, is there a guy like, more physically gifted like than Michael Chandler. No, I don't know if crazy. they exist. I mean, the guy is a specimen. He's so physically gifted, but man, as far as management of energy and some of the decisions that he makes, if you've seen a one Chandler fight, you've seen them all. And, and that's both what makes him awesome and what makes it a problem. I'm sure as a mm -hmm. coach where you're just like, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, it's just it must it must drive the, his corner completely nuts because he's clearly not following a game plan. He he he, he starts off pretty good and then he gets <laughs> reckless. You know what I mean? Yeah. But man, he's so quick and so explosive. I love to see it. But, um, you know, there's no there's no doubt in my mind that he has championship ability. Mm -hmm. He's just never going to get there because he's not too keen on making the right decisions um, or, you know, trying to win the fight. It, his priority is making it exciting for the fans. And, and if that's the case, that's cool too. Right. I, I hope he's able to have a normal life later on when he's a little bit older, 
But man, he, he's nonstop excitement. And Poirier, dude, uh, he he gets a second, third, and fourth life in some fights. I don't know That's how crazy. he does it, but he does yeah. it, and he capitalizes. When he gets you hurt, he's pretty much going to take you out. Mm-hmm. Um, even against someone like Chandler, I thought it was awesome the way he fished, you know, got that body triangle and, and locked it up. But um, great fight, very exciting. Those guys are tough as shit. And, yeah. and, his, and his corner work was spot on also. Yeah. They, it really they, was. They motivated him for that third round spot on. Yeah, because he was it, down two rounds. I mean, he was yeah, down two I, rounds. I mean, it, he, yeah. yeah. I, if I was in Michael Chandler's corner, I would say, listen, bud, you're out of 10. You're so athletically gifted. Let's bring you down to an eight or maybe a seven. Let's <laughs> slow some things down here because yeah. he's all go. And he made some, obviously, some some crucial errors in that fight. I and mean, what I love about Poirier is, let's not forget, Charles Oliveira had Chandler's back, couldn't, couldn't seal the deal. And Poirier goes out there, a guy who by the champ saying he has no jujitsu and goes out there and gets a finish. I think that's a nice little feather in, in, in Poirier's cap there. Plus 750 for him to win by submission. So no one really had that. Uh, oh, unbelievable fight. But, but before we get out of here, we're to keep it a tight 30. We got to talk about Matt Steamroller Favola. <laughs> I love this guy. He follows me on social media. He reached out to me. He said some nice things to me. Been a fan of him forever. This is back to back now that he's knocked out undefeated fighters in the first round. I know he wants the patty fight. I think we all want the patty fight. Um, and I really like this kid. He's got it all. I, I saw him fight in Atlanta when he beat Jalen Turner, which a lot of people don't talk about. Jalen Turner's on a huge Crazy. rise. And, Crazy. and Matt beat him it soundly and showed his well-roundedness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the sky's the limit for this kid. I mean, Ray, you, you, this is your guy. I mean, tell, tell us about the performance here. Uh, listen, I couldn't be prouder of somebody. I mean, look, I make him – the one adjustment, like after the McKinney fight, because I wasn't with him, and I said, "Dude, I'm not, you're not going out like this," you know. Right. And I, I really started making him box. He boxes once a week. You know, uh, we have a great bunch of guys. I mean, really, really talented guys. And I think it just makes a difference in his awareness, his timing, trying to get him to be more patient, pick his spots because you know he's a goer, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and if he has to go, he will go. But you know, the guy could kick, he could punch. He's got good jujitsu. He could wrestle. So, you know, him in an MMA fight is he's a, he's a problem. You know what I mean? As long as he doesn't get overzealous and rush in there and, you know, go for shit blindly, he's going to be a problem. So super stoked. Again, nobody's making a big deal. He beat two undefeated guys in the first mm-hmm. round by knockout. You yeah. know, I mean, you got to give it up to the kid. You know, that, that's it. And, and again, he like he's a. He's just a sweet kid with a really nice family. And again, Patriot, if that guy ever says anything bad about you, let me know. We keep him under wraps. <laughs> no, no absolutely not. Frivola's great. I, yeah, I want, I want to meet. Kid. I want to yes. meet Matt, but more importantly, I want to meet Sal the Bulldozer Frivola because uh, that guy. Dog. I mean, that's that's he is actually from Huntington. That's where my family's from. My family's from Long Island, Huntington, oh, New York. Uh, was it Huntington? That, Huntington, that's where my mother was born and raised. She was about 16, moved here. My grandparents, they're all from there. So got wow, a little Long Island it. blood in me. So that's that, that's probably it. it. Kenny, what do you think about Favola? I mean, this, I mean, this kid, I want in a shark tank division, back-to-back knockouts. I mean, this is impressive. He, he looked sharp. He looked like uh, everything was under his control. He wasn't trying to do anything outside of himself. He was very composed, very calculated, and yeah. setting his opponent up. Like yeah. it, it just seemed like um, he was—he was a veteran. He was the teacher, and the other guy was the pupil. Without that's what it doubt. seemed, and and that's been the shift I think. From- 
I froze up a little bit. Yeah, we we froze up a little bit. All right, he'll come back here. But you know what? Let me just say the other yeah, guy Kenny was on though too. But you know, I, I Brian, I I really viewed this other guy as like a tape man with his boxing, and I like mm-hmm. Provo. You get hit with that right hand, you fucking deserve to lose. I sure, mean, you know what's coming. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I I don't know. I thought I I I knew I. I wanted it to be an easy fight. I didn't see it going like that. I thought he was going to put his wrestling in, wear yeah, it down too. a bit, and then yeah. go. But, uh, you know, the guy attacked him, and he just stayed in the pocket. You could see his awareness was good. He was looking, yeah. and uh, he was able to get the finish in front of his hometown crowd, which is uh, unbelievable. Know, that shit you carry for the rest of your life. Yeah. You, know? I you was never so... did anything else. <laughs> yeah, right. You were at the garden with people cheering your name. He came you know? he, he came out to the trumpets. I was so excited for him. And I couldn't believe he's the underdog. He's plus 140s when he closed that. And I was like, this Ottman guy is a right hand, and he's beat two very chinny guys who are no longer in the UFC. We haven't seen him go past the first round. We haven't seen him deal with wrestling. We haven't seen him deal with cardio. And that's what Favola is going to bring. I thought the same thing. I Favola was going to box him a little bit, feel him out, take him down, submit him. I had Favola by submission as well. But he looked really comfortable in that pocket dealing with those bombs. Very impressive boxing, like the boxing that you said you made him box. When you get in that that pocket and you're so comfortable with that, you start seeing openings. And that's what happened with him. Like those shots were something that I don't know if he would have had maybe like a year or two ago yeah, I'm t- that well, he no, landed. He, yeah, he would have rushed it. The yeah. other way, he was the under. I thought he was a big favorite. No, so he was when we did the pick him on Sunday. He was a minus one hundred five pick him, and I closed on Saturday. I placed my bets on Saturday before the fights. He was plus one thirty five, plus one forty, and I I dump, I just I dumped money on it because I said there's there's no way he loses this fight. You well, know what I mean? We, was there any way he was like a minus two hundred like a couple of weeks ago? Uh, I, I not that I, that I'm aware of. I know it was a very pick'em line. A lot of wow. money came late on I, Ottman. I did not know that. Man. Yeah, Ottman by first round KO was like plus one twenty, which is very low for a prop. And I'm just like, I, I just think Favola. I mean, this we we don't know what this kid has. He has a right hand, but it, that's it, you know. And it's you know, Kenny's trying to come back on right now for the people that are listening. We're trying yeah. to get the flow back, but uh. But just in, incredible performance by Frivola. Um, And the one thing now for him, it, for what I want to see in his career, is just, I don't know if it's injuries or whatever, if he has a big wake up, but just a little more, let's fight three times a year. Because I think he's a star. He's got a personality. He's got a great city and state behind him. And I think he can beat some really, I think he matches up really well with these Sharks in 155. I truly do. 100%. I watch him. I see him in the gym. He, he, he yeah. we're so deep at 155 here that, he gets great work, which is which is awesome, and I, I think that makes a big difference too. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm so happy for him. I don't even know the guy, but obviously he's Team Longo, Team Longo Sarah, Team Longo Sarah Weidman, the whole Anakin Florian bunch. I mean, I couldn't be happier for him. And he was on yeah. last week, and I, I I didn't I didn't get a chance to talk to him. Kenny's still trying to get on here, so we'll tread some water. Aaron Blanchfield, though, we got to talk about Ooh. her. Twenty three years old. Looks like, and Molly's a beast, and she looks seasoned, and she wasn't making mistakes at 23, which is what you see sometimes with these young fighters who are undefeated that might be like, oh, I can, I, I'm just going to win because I'm that good. She took this seriously, and she went out there and got an incredible finish over a tough Molly McCann. Yeah, listen, she's she's been in the gym. I've watched the spar a bunch of times. Quiet, got great coaching. They're all just humble, nice people. But that, that's what MMA, MMA really should be about is really there's so many disciplines exploiting weaknesses. That It's not right. like like if it's just boxing, 
you, you, you're limited to weaknesses. Yeah. But this, you're not limited, and you saw it in that fight. I mean, that's a girl that made that fight look really easy. Really, yeah. really easy. There's Flo. There Flo, Penny, sorry, brother. missed you, buddy. A little technical difficulty. I just shit the bed. Sorry about that, guys. We're going we, 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 to give mm-hmm. your thoughts on Favola, because that's where we had you off uh, last. Yeah. You, you love Favola. We were just talking about Aaron Blanchfield as well. Yeah, you know, so I was just going to say, just Matt just looked way, way more composed. He looked like the teacher. His opponent looked dude. Oh, wow. Oh, no, you'll lose him again. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Not first time hosting in the host chair. We got, we got some technical difficulties. Oh, we, uh, we, we covered it. We covered it, Brian. We got it good. We got we it got good. It. Um. But yeah, I mean, listen, UFC 281, uh, New York is, is such a special city that when you, UFC goes there to MSG, you have to bring a, 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 an A-level card. And I thought top to bottom, everyone delivered in this in this spot. Every fight was incredible. Um, I mean, is there any standouts to you, Ray, besides me for Vola, you guys? There's Kenny again. Oh, Kenny, we're going to try you again here, bud. This, yeah. <laughs> this, whole, I, this hosting one, job's one, tough, one, man. One quick thing, 11 yeah. finishes, that's huge. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. So... I think uh, standout, not really nothing. It just was an exciting card, top to bottom. Top to bottom. Ken Flo, touch on Aaron Blanchfield before we get out of here because Ray and I just talked about her. Unbelievable against Molly McCann. <laughs> coming off two incredible knockouts, and she's only 23, dude. Yeah, 100%. This is that new generation that's training at seven years old, knew she wanted to be a pro at 12 years old, um, and she was a buzzsaw last night just walked right through Molly McCann like it was nothing like she knew exactly what was going to happen and just way too much and this is a much improved Molly and uh, granted Molly is not a ground wizard or, or anything like that but you know mm-hmm. she is she comes from a gym where they produce a lot of good guys on the ground but um not not enough for for Blanchfield yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're at 30 minutes here. We want to give you a little bit because John Anik is so busy. Tuesday is going to be the full episode. We're going to give you picks. Ken Flo's going to talk more about the card. Ray Longo will be Ray Longo. It's going to be unbelievable. Go subscribe to the Anik and Florian podcast on YouTube. We have way too – we need to be at 100K. Why aren't we at 100K? That is yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Unbelievable. Might, we have Ray Longo. I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> so, I mean, can, can we get to 100K at least for my ego? Let's Seriously. Come on. The universe has a way of humbling you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah, here's a big shot. He's got 6,000 uh, subscribers. Oh, yeah, right. Come on, 100K. We <laughs> that's need it. it. That's it for us, boys. UFC one was amazing. I'm big on Brian Peachy. That's Ray Longer. That's Kenny Florian. And a Florian podcast. We're back Tuesday. Let's go. Hello, I am Dr. George Jesus Mesa, a clinical psychologist and collector of Chicano Latinx art. For generations, we have known of the healing powers of art at an individual and community level. 
please join us as we interview prominent artists, collectors, curators, and influencers in the world of Chicano Latinx art. We will explore historical, regional, and political influences that impact Chicano Latinx art today. Along with our partners at www.latinoarte.com, we are preserving the colorful and rich history of Chicano Latinx art for future generations, one interview at a time. Please join us at Healing with Dr. George, The Power of Chicano Latinx Art, wherever you listen to podcasts.